tuned into the Power Chord Hour right here on 107.9 WRFA, as well as the Power Chord Hour podcast. How you doing out there? I'm your host, Anthony Merchant, here with you with another one. Extremely, extremely excited for uh, today's episode. We got quite the guest. It is Lou Barlow, who is currently on a acoustic tour. He's going to be coming to hit Jamestown on Monday, June 26th. Got him over at Jamestown Skate Products. And if you're listening outside of the Jamestown area, do not fret, because that tour keeps on going. There are also some dates in Cleveland, Lansing, Chicago, and more. Lots of uh, chances to uh, catch Lou on this run. Lou, I mean, total honor to talk to you. How you doing today? Pretty good. I've been, today's the first day of, we're taking a week off before we start the tour again. So, so right now you're kind of, I was going to ask you that. I mean, it sounds like you're on a little break from the tour, but I know you've played a few shows already. How has, oh, it, yeah. how has it been so far? It was great. It's always good. <laughs> always fun. You're playing a lot of, I know, like on this, t- including like here with Jamestown Skate Products, I mean, you're playing the uh, kind of like more unconventional venues, playing backyards, things like that. I uh, yep. I love these shows. I've seen Tommy Stinson and a few others kind of uh, do runs like these. They're always really, yep. really fun. Well, like, yeah. like what I was thinking about with them, though, is like in a in a way from an outsider perspective, I'm almost like, is it kind of like early shows where you play kind of like basement shows, maybe unconventional places or is it something totally different from that? Like, are these are these kind of something totally different from early days of touring, maybe playing kind of different, unconventional places? I mean, yeah, it's totally different. I mean, I'm playing acoustic, for one thing. I guess back when we played, I don't know, man. I didn't really spend a whole lot of time playing house shows back in the day. We, did, we would just hit the kind of fucking grungy, the dirty club circuit, you know. I mean, played colleges and stuff like that, and that was always kind of... But, I mean, no, I've never done... I mean, this is like... And I'm also playing acoustic. It's very uh, intimate, for lack of a better word. Um, I, and, you know, I interact with people who've been listening to my music for a long time. You know, it's really so. I kind of it's a very friendly territory. You know? <laughs> Whereas, like back back in the day, it was like I mean a little more. It was just a little rougher. That's all. You know, like you you go into a situation and you don't know you really don't know what it would be like every day. You don't know how people are going to react to the band. But I guess when I go and do these, I mean, generally I'm playing. You know, I'm preaching to the converted, so to speak. So oh, that's a good point. That is a good point. They're definitely coming yeah. for you this time. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's a real. I mean, I'm. It it spoils me to be to be honest. <laughs> you know? For for like tours like this, I mean, for one, I mean, un- unless I'm unless I'm missing something, I don't. I'm pretty sure you've never played Jamestown with like any of your no. bands. Like, do no. you like this far in? I mean, are you still finding, including on doing these shows? I mean, do you find yourself in places you've never played before? I mean, this far in, are you still going places where it's like, oh, geez, oh yeah, oh yeah, of course, man. Amer- I mean, the United States is huge, <laughs> and there's and there's kind of like cool towns everywhere. I mean, just cool little towns. Um, you know, I'm on this tour. I'm going to be playing like Viroqua, Wisconsin. I played there before, but I mean, I don't know. I'd never heard of Viroqua, Wisconsin before. <laughs> I played Me neither. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, uh, uh, you know, and I played uh, Riverton, New Jersey. I didn't know anything about that before I played there. 
you know, I mean, some play, I mean, I, I, you know, back in the day, even, I mean, no, of course, you know, you, you played kind of either college town, like really pretty well-known college towns or, or big cities. So it's like, yeah, this is, this is always, it's just eternal. It's always new. I played Walla Walla, Washington. I've never been there. <laughs> Fort Angeles, Washington. I played five shows in Washington State. Wow. There weren't Seattle, you know what I mean? So it's like. It kind of keeps it, it fresh, it sounds like. Oh, yeah. It keeps it totally fresh. And it kind of, you know, what's cool is too is that, you know, I don't play to a lot of people for these shows. You know, I kind of try to get as many people as I can. But generally, it like probably averages around like. 50 people you know mm. sometimes it might be closer to 100 but sometimes it might be 25 you know but it kind of like averages to be about 50 people and you know it's really uh it's pretty awesome and humbling too that you know i just i still play to people who like man i don't know i love you know sebado when i was 15 and i've never seen you play and i can't believe you're in my town you know i'll be like i mean that's just it's cool you know it's like i get i get to reach out to, i mean because it's when you're like kind of in a punk band or indie band whatever it's like you know you're not huge but you do have there are people just scattered around and if you can kind of collect them all in one place here and there you know <laughs> it's like it's pretty awesome and then there's people that just show up because they love music and they want to they're like hey what's this in my town you know there's a lot of people like that too you know which i really which i really appreciate i always end up playing to you know, a good handful of people who've never heard me before or have any idea <laughs> about anything that I've done, and I, I I love that too. You know, it's really so. I don't know. It's all. It's pretty sweet. You know. I mean, it's a treat. I got like the second I heard you were playing James, I'm like, Jesus, we're getting Lou Barlow and James Town. Man, I'm, I'm the same way. Including the last time I saw you, you're playing to thousands of people at Riot Fest with a uh, Dinosaur Junior, and I think uh, 2017. Yeah. So when I think of you know, one second I'm seeing you playing there, and then I get to see you play at Jamestown Skate Products, literally a block over from where I'm talking to you right now. I mean, that's nice. in, that's insane. That's a that's definitely a treat for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I'm glad you feel that way because I, you know, I'm psyched. You're doing the tour too with your family, if I'm not mistaken, right? You have your wife and daughter well, along. Yeah, I have like one. I have three kids, but we're tra I'm traveling with the youngest and my wife. And uh, yeah, we that was last week was their first week on the. I mean, I've taken them on the road when the when the baby when my daughter was like kind of a baby, and I kind of put my wife and daughter in a hotel or a place to stay, and then I go off and do the show. But now they're coming with me, and it's pretty amazing to see my daughter kind of like starting to recognize some of my songs and starting to give me, you know, she's seven, but she has opinions about, you know, daddy, you got to get out there and you got to ask when you get up on stage, you got to ask them if they're ready to rock. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, and she did it last night. She got up on stage and she's like, are you ready to see Lou Barlow? Cause he's going to play. And it was like two. And I was like, this is fucking great. <laughs> oh, that rules. That's a nice, yeah, uh, it sounds like a nice, like, laid-back – I mean, you already kind of said that, but, I mean, it definitely sounds like a more laid-back setup instead of, say, if you were going and doing, say, a club tour where I'm sure it's a little more, you know, play at this time, do this, show up here, load in, all that. It sounds a lot more yeah, laid-back. It, it all depends. Yeah, it, it dep I mean, Dinosaur Jr., to be honest, is pretty laid-back because we have a road crew and stuff. You know, Sebado, when I tour with that, that's much more, like, hands-on, three guys in the – only three guys on tour and – you know, and yeah, late, you know, <laughs> sound checks and late loadouts and selling merch and carrying stuff. And I mean, that's, yeah, that's tough. This, so this is like, and this is, I mean, this is challenging too in its own way because you do have to like, you have to keep like the comforts of home around, you know, I can't, 
I mean, I, I definitely try to keep, you know, just keep my domestic vibe going. So that means like, you know, I'm not like, <laughs> you know what I mean? We're not like, we're not roughing it with the kid, you know. It's like we're kind of we try to keep the kid fed and well rested, you know. You're not road dogging it too much. You're not like no. <laughs> I had I did last last night. I mean, we played in Brooklyn last night, and I was like, okay, you know, I, I was just like, we're gonna drive home after the Brooklyn show. And my wife's like, I don't know, I don't want to do that. I'm like, well, we can't stay in New York City. It's way too expensive, and it's only a three hour drive. No big deal. So I, I finish it like, you know, I finish it like ten thirty. We hit the road at like ten thirty. We didn't get home until two o'clock in the morning. My daughter's like crying in the back seat, like, <laughs> like this, like you're torturing me. Oh no! And I'm just like, okay, because that was like that was like the one road dog moment, you know, where I was like, oh no, you know, no problem. I mean, because I was like, you know, I was, I had just played a show, so I was pretty amped and perfectly able to drive three hours. But I was, I was like, I realized, like, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> I like, I think maybe I could get an hour driving after a show and I don't even want to do that, do that with them. So, you know, I keep it, it's, I keep it kind of, you keep, try to keep a, a good combination of gentle and, uh, but you know, it is every day. So it's, it, it still is pretty, uh, intense for especially for people like young children <laughs> who have never done it and i've done it for the last 30 years so i don't you know what i was gonna ask that do you ever, ever have to put yourself in that mindset because i feel like that's one of those things where for you it's not a second thought for a lot of things because you've been doing it so long where you really yeah. do have to put yourself kind of in their mindset where it's like oh yeah, oh, yeah. this isn't the norm totally <laughs> <laughs> you know because yeah, I, I go into a mode you know i'm like i'm, I'm on tour you know i mean I, i'm like i'm not gonna you know i don't like with dinosaur junior it's like i don't eat all day i just eat like i don't know whatever may i might have like go to starbucks for breakfast and then i just eat the rider food you know that's it i just <laughs> like i don't i'm i totally like a super minimal almost monastic lifestyle and then you know when you have people that you need to feed <laughs> with you they're hungry <laughs> they, they get hungry it's wild <laughs> people need to eat and, and sleep it's wild <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's 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 but uh i don't know I, it was a it was an awesome week i had a great time so that's very that's very rad on top of uh you know on top of bringing the family on tour i know you've been doing for not not a whole year but it seems like quite a while since like late last year you've been doing that raw impressions podcast with your wife how did the podcast oh, yeah. kind of come about how did you two kind of start doing that i mean well my wife i mean when we met um you know when we were uh when we first got together she's like we should do a podcast this was 10 years ago <laughs> And I was like, oh, man, I don't want to do a podcast. It's so much work because I knew that if I did a podcast, I didn't want it to be just us talking. I was like, oh, then I want to play songs and I want to do all this goofy shit. I want to make it like a radio show kind of, you know. And, yeah. and uh, so I'm like, I can't do that. She's like, oh, oh, well, you know. And then, um, I don't know, somehow it just kind of came around. I think maybe because I'm working on a folk, this Folk Implosion record. You know, my, uh, This other band, Folk Implosion, that I'm with. Yes. We're doing on we're doing a record, but it's like we don't really we don't live in the same town, so we're kind of doing it super slow. I mean, everything <laughs> is just coming together so slowly, and I just was like, I got to do something that, that's like more immediate, and or I'm going to go insane, you know. And and we had we were sort of approached by Ben Lee, um, who I've known for a long time, you know, Australian music musician oh, guy, yeah. Yeah, you know Ben Lee, and so he was like, you know, I got I got have a podcast network, and I'm like, I don't, you know. I think he, it's he's something that he's he and his uh, wife are experimenting with. They have a podcast, but they also wanted to see if they could, 
you know, sort of uh, help other people have podcasts, like Jello Biafra from the Dead Kennedys has one, and through through Ben's sort of network. And I was like, you know what? Maybe this is it. Maybe this is a sign, and we should do it. And we did. And we've been doing it for God, almost six months now. It's it's a uh, it's a lot of work, but it's really. I mean, it's been great. You know, I got to also- I got to credit you too, because I mean, I, I'm doing a podcast that like the consistency. I feel like is one of the hardest things is getting something out like weekly or at least regularly. And it seems like you've been doing that. But I mean, is that has it been a pain in the ass at all to kind of keep it consistent? Because I mean, it doesn't look like you're missing a lot of weeks or anything like that. It seems we like you put them out. We, we missed, we, we started doing two episodes a week, like a short one and, and the regular long one. We started that a couple, maybe a month into what we were into the podcast. And we've kept that up and only missed one of the short episodes since then. So yeah, I mean, I've definitely kept it up weekly for sure. The long one, um, whether it's a pain in the ass, I mean, I don't know whether <laughs> it's like, I don't know if I would say it's a pain in the ass because I do find it really rewarding. So, but it is like, I'm like, wow, this is like really, it's a lot. It's Maybe a lot you don't want to say it, but I do podcasts and it, I enjoy it too, but it is a pain in the ass at times. You can say that, man. It's okay. It's rewarding, <laughs> but it can be a pain in the ass. Just go yeah, ahead and I mean, say I, it, Lou. I, <laughs> no, I'm not going to say that. Nope. It's an absolute pleasure. I'll stay alone <laughs> on this island by myself. <laughs> I, I did. I did want to. Moving on from podcasts, I did want to. You know, you brought up the full implosion. I did want to ask you a little about that because you have been active again the last couple of years with it. First time in decades. I mean, what kind of got you and John writing again together? I mean, and like you said, you don't even live in the same states. What kind of got yeah. you connected again? Um, well, I mean, we kind of, we, we sort of, we separated like in, uh, like 1999 and we, it was, it was a pretty, it was like a sad time. Like we put out a record called one part lullaby that we worked really hard on. And we just realized like we couldn't really go on from that. Cause it was just, it was just a lot of, there was just a lot of personal stuff going on. Nothing between John and I personally, but it just, uh, we kind of just, we had to separate and go go our separate ways and uh but during the pandemic um i don't know john and i like i think john was following me on facebook or we were following each other on facebook you know we were friends on facebook and i was like i was just like commenting on his some of the stuff that he was posting and he has like a blog too and i had just you know was just kind of like commenting on things that he he was writing and then he was like i don't know do you want to talk on the phone and i'm like sure (laughs) so so we started talking on the phone and he was just like, man, maybe we should try to do something. I'm like, yeah, sure. Definitely. We should definitely try to do something and put like a different, you know, I'd like to put a different spin on the, you know, it's, it's kind of like with dinosaur junior. It's like when I got a chance to change the story, I was like, Hey, let's change. I want, I'm like, I want to change the story. You know, I want to, you know, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's like wanting to have a happy ending. I just wanted to have a different ending than it had, you know? So, yeah. No, that, that, that definitely makes sense. I mean, going, you know, and all that time in between, too. I mean, because, again, yeah, like you said, I mean, it played together since 99. I mean, that's that's quite a while to kind of be able to, uh, you know, take a step back, look at things and evaluate or however you want to kind of look at it, you know. Yeah. What it would yeah. you maybe this is kind of hard to uh to do as one of the musicians, but I mean look you know, I'm definitely a fan of the folk implosion. And when I told people you're coming on, I feel like that they that got brought up a lot. Like people love that as, as do I. 
do you what do you think makes you and John kind of click well musically? Maybe this is hard to ask, but I mean, is there is there anything you can think of that makes you two work so well? Like like if you can if you can think of why people love the folk implosion, why it's worked. I mean, can you? Well, can we you really, pinpoint? We, yeah, I can pinpoint. I mean, we listen to each other. That's all. I mean, it's it's really it's like a relationship. I mean, some you know. Um, some bands work because you, you kind of do, you kind of follow someone's lead. You know what I mean? Um, some bands work just, I mean, I, like Dinosaur Jr. is like, I mean, I, Dinosaur Jr. is just like this, you know, we're like, it's just one of those weird connections that we have. We started, it started early and, you know, Jay kind of calls the shots. So that's, that's cool. That's the way that band works. Sebado was like, we all kind of were individuals that all contributed to one thing as a collective. John and I actually really collaborated like on almost every, almost every aspect of the music. And so it's like, I wasn't really taking the lead necessarily at any point. And uh, I don't know. We just listen. We just, we we listen and talk and we're very, we're kind of vulnerable with the, with each other. And that's just, you know, that's, it's just rare, you know, we just, it's like, it's just like a good, like a, like a really, like a good relationship, like a door opens between you and you are free to speak to each other. You speak to each other freely about what you like and what you don't like. And that's, that's a really difficult, and John and I do that. So, um, that's why it worked in the past. Um, and that's the way it's going right now. Although, I mean, I wish he lived, I mean, God, I wish he lived down the street from me. <laughs> <laughs> Make it a lot easier. Just, I wish he'd be, yeah, I could, you know, if I wish I was, I mean, like back in the day, we were, we were pretty much like, we were meeting up every week or so, week and doing stuff. And now, so it's a lot different now, but now it's like, I don't know how it's all going to take shape because it's going to take a while, but, but you know, it's like, we're trying to, we're still trying to replicate that, that relationship, although we're so far apart, we're, we're trying to like somehow, yeah replicate the relationship that we had and it's i, I so i mean i i don't know you know <laughs> that's the other great thing about making records and stuff too is like you just don't fucking know until until all the parts come together you know? You, you know that communication you're talking about being able to like talk to each other and get that through which does seem very important did you have that from the get-go because like i'm thinking about it and as a duo like the difference between even like with Dinosaur Jr. is only three of you, but like still there's that extra person in between with a duo. There is no kind of going like, oh, this other guy says like this song's not great. Like yeah. you got to kind of be yeah, more you confrontational. Play off each other. It's true. It's true. Like, yeah, it's true. Like when there's three people in the band, it almost you start to you start to function like not. I would say I mean, well, actually, I can say like, can you start to fun- you start to take on kind of like dysfunctional roles like. You know, I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's just a funny thing. I mean, especially with guys, you know, it's like, I was, like, you know, men are, we're just goofy the way we try to communicate <laughs> to each other. And, it's, and, true. and John and I, you know, it's like, it is the duo. You're right. You know, it's the duo. It's, it's also like, I think both of us are really, uh, I don't know. It's like, there was almost, when we got together, I think we were, one thing that we were really, a mission that we had, I would say, was that we were going to make very, almost like, how do I put it? It's like, we didn't want to be, I don't, I don't know if masculine's the right word, but, <laughs> but we didn't want to be yeah, like, we wanted to, I don't know. I, it's hard to say, but I, it's like, I think that, you know, we both, for both of us, I think like our mothers and sisters are very important in our lives. And the way that we talk to each other is, is in, informed by, you know, we're not like, 
two dudes that are I, I don't know it's 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 just not a it's not a real dude vibe <laughs> i do I, actually i do think i get what you're saying i you do know what i'm saying and actually yeah. that works too obviously because it again if you say that's how communication you guys can communicate so well that seems to that seems to be a good uh you know formula for it if you will uh, yeah you know yeah john is definitely like my my relationship with john definitely is is not is heavy dude <laughs> it's like it's more just like i mean i think maybe when we first started i think i was kind of i was taking the lead for right away i was just like man i wanted to i really love i thought that we had a really cool connection and i really wanted to drag it all i was like come on like come on john we're going public with this shit you know and he might not have been he might not have been totally prepared for that but um it's uh so that and i think that was probably the only problem that we had early on was that I think, you know, John was, he was a little bit younger than me, but now we're, I mean, we're now it's like, you know, we're five years difference. That's nothing. When you're 56 and 51, <laughs> it's like, it means nothing. Like, so we're, we're fully, we're fully equal now. You know, it's not like, you know, before he was, he was like still in college. I was like, you know, 27. He was like, you know what I mean? Like he was, I was 27. He was 23. 22. Oh yeah. There, so that's there a, is. That's a, big, that's a difference. So we cut, that was the thing that we had early on. So I, I did kind of have the role of like dragging the band into the light and, you know, because of my notoriety as well. But, um, it's kind of cool now. Cause we're, I mean, it's just equal. He's like a school teacher. He's a treasurer for a school district. I mean, the guy is like, he's a very, you know, he has a very community oriented life and, uh, you know, I'm like a, a touring rock dad. It's cool, you know. Talking, you know, I, I did want to ask too, I mean, just I, we're talking about like new Folk Implosion music and everything. Like just someone who's been at it for as long as you have and you talk about Folk Implosion, Dinosaur Jr., Sebado, anything you do, take your pick. You've been at it for quite a while. And when you're writing new music, I mean, like I'm always kind of interested in this. Like, is there a balance of figuring out? Because in one way, you obviously have your new ideas. You have what you want to do. But as a band goes on, you do have a history. I mean, not that you need to sound the same, but it's like obviously people have expectations or thoughts of what you sound like. I mean, is there a balance with that, or do you try not to even think about that at all? I don't think about it too much. You know, I, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, although, I mean, I guess with Dinosaur Jr., every time we make a record, I mean, like I'm sort of always tasked with, like, putting at least two songs on the record, you know? So I like that. That's my that that was my role that was kind of cool like when we we got back together in 2005 and when we made our first record we said i think we started making our first rec reunion record in 2006 and it was like okay you know lou you're gonna write two. i mean it wasn't even it was almost this weird i don't even know how it, it took place but it was like lou's gonna write songs and for this i'm gonna contribute so so now each rep when each record comes up i try to figure i'm like well how can i make how can I further integrate into this band, you know, and how can I make this like interesting for Murph and Jay? How can I, how can I get them to pay attention to it? How do I keep their attention? You know, how do I like, and so each record that we do, I kind of, but Jay's super consistent. Like he's like, he makes, he does it the same way. Every time we do it in his house, we do it the same way, same stuff, same. But each time that we go into it, I'm always like, well, what can I do now? Like the last thing, like recently i was like for the last dinosaur record i'm like i'm like hey i'll just ask jay to play bass you know? <laughs> he was like sure i'll do that i mean he was just he was seemed really into that idea so that was great and then also the other thing i was like well you know instead of like instead of trying to figure out what 
getting somebody like making demos with another drummer because i need drum parts i'm like i just asked jay like straight up like jay can you write the drum <laughs> can you and Mur- can you and murph get together and write drum parts for the songs and they did they sat they did drum kits we set up drum kits right next to each other and jay is such a fucking hooky uh talented drummer i mean percussion is a hu- i mean drums are a huge deal to jay with his songs they pretty much start off with drums really it's it's wild i mean of course he has chords and he has you know melodic ideas from the guitar that he works with but drums are a huge early step in his songwriting really yeah because he's a, he just loves he has the songs are really loaded with these little rhythmic hooks like sometimes i don't know i wish people could hear a little more of it because it's like it really it's like you know because uh but he's really he's a really hooky drummer and he's always coming up with just little little flourishes and things that he he uh puzzled that he gives to murph and puzzles it out but i really wanted them both to sit down and figure out something that murph was really comfortable playing with murph having the input and then also with jay kind of like almost editing him or something and it worked out really well that's um that seems important like just this far i was just thinking like again like it's that thing where like you know like i was asking like is it hard to you're like this far in and like you know keeping it fresh doing what you want to do versus you know you know kind of expectation stuff but it's like doing the things you're talking about this far in i mean it's not like dinosaur jr is a new band the fact that you're trying new things and different things this far in that seems really important to keeping it fresh oh yeah i mean i feel like i i mean the weird thing about dinosaur jr is that i always feel like we have potential <laughs> it's funny nice. to say that with all of these records i'm like i'm like yeah that's cool we're a cool band i think we've got some potential <laughs> <laughs> we're going and places also we, we do have we do have a leg uh, to me like those first three records that we made are like you know those are canon those those records are like so interesting and cool like jay's songwriting is so fantastic and he was really breaking all of this new ground and uh and I, I, but it's somehow I'm still just like, I'm like, I feel like I still, there's still potential. Like I still have potential to collaborate more with Jay, for instance, I have more potential to like engage him. I have, I really want to, I want to write a dinosaur junior songs that, that sounds just like a Jay song. I haven't done that yet. I want one. I want to make one that sounds, you know, like fucking raisins from your living all over me. I want to, nice. it's like, I want to like, I have, I'm like, I want, it's like, I ha- I get these ideas and like, I'm like, I'm really want to do that this time. And so I like, it's funny to say, but it's like, yeah, the band's been around for almost 40 years. And I mean, I wasn't <laughs> around for a lot of that, but nonetheless, it's like, it's like, I still feel, I, I guess I feel that with like every, thing i mean john it's like i just feel like there's potential there's always you can always collaborate more you can always i don't know there's just it's i feel really strongly about that with music i don't really i don't really get jaded about it and i don't really and i always feel like my i really have always maintained the idea that my best is yet to come you know whether whether that's true or not whether anyone cares i i do (laughs) i feel like (laughs) it's solely up to me really in the end like whether i think the best is yet to come and i, I always feel that way you know it's like with that with everything and so and and pulp implosion is a really interesting thing too because I, I have i hold our our first our early works like in really high regard so making a new record now is like definitely like a real it's a real puzzle it's like i'm like hmm how are we going to do this one how's this one gonna what what how's this one one gonna take shape what's it how's it gonna sit next to the next record the old records and i'm like you know, i'm really i'm really curious about that 
So that, that makes me happy as a fan. Like you seem very genuine about it. Whereas like, you know, I mean, there are, and I'm sure you see it. There are bands who are at it for so long when it's like, yeah, we go in the studio, we hit autopilot at this point. Like it doesn't sound like that with you. Like you're in it. You still care about what you put out. You care about the output, the, uh, you know, you got a catalog, yeah. you got a history, a legacy, and you seem to care about that. I do. I mean, autopilot's cool too. Cause I mean, some of my favorite bands were on autopilot. <laughs> Ramones, Black Sabbath. I mean, those bands are. Oh, like, well, yeah. I mean the fucking Ramones. Formula. Yeah, that that's yeah. true. Maybe I'm not. Now you're making me take that back. Cause the Ramones are one of the greatest bands of all time. Maybe autopilot's always not so bad. <laughs> Actually, they I got mean, off autopilot I mean, a couple I mean, times. It wasn't great. <laughs> I mean, that's true. It's like the, I mean, but the Ramones too, it's like, what do you, what do you, what are their real, their first, they're early you know the first three records are truly like the ones that are still the ones that you kind of go like oh my god that's the that was the where the greatness was and you know black sabbath to a degree too like the, i mean a lot of those records, actually the first four or five but they're up they're pretty energy i mean like there was not a huge none of those bands didn't take huge stylistic leaps at any point they really stuck <laughs> they stuck to what worked you know and dinosaur jr definitely does that and i love that about dinosaur jr but for for songwriting, I got a couple more for you here. For songwriting, like how long do you give give a song idea? And talking more of a song idea, but like how long do you kind of give something before scrapping it and moving on? Because I love I love talking about this because there's people who if something doesn't work, they throw it away right away. Some people hold even if it's a little idea, you may hold on to that shit for years and use it later on. You know where where do you kind of fall within that? Do you kind of have is there an average lifespan for a song song idea in the in the world of Lou Barlow? Well, out of my last solo record, I, compl- I, I, I completed a song or a song idea, I mean, literally 30 years after I came up with it. Jeez. I mean, I just, I have shit that I like that took, fi- yeah, 15, 20 years to take shape. Even w- with the Dinosaur Jr., like some, there was a song called Left Right, not off this last record, but the one before it. That, that was a, like a riff that I had come up with in like 1991. Jesus. I don't know. I mean, I just, they all, like, if they pop, if they're in my, and I, if they're in my brain and they pop up, it means they, if I remember them, it means something. If I don't remember them, then I just don't remember. It's not that I threw them away. It's just, I don't remember them. If, if I remember something, if it stays current in my brain, if it just is living there, I mean, and some things, yeah, like they took, they've been in my brain for, I mean, at this point, it's crazy, but it's like 40 years. You know, they, they, there's, there's, there are still melodic ideas that I had 40 years ago or more than that, more than that. I mean, like even that I might have had when I was like 13, 14, <laughs> that, that, that just pop up randomly in my head. I'm like, oh, yeah, that song. You know, I'm like just weird, that riff, you know. And so to me, that's kind of like that means if it, if it, if it lives in my brain, if it has, if it has enough if it hasn't, if there's something memorable about it to me, then it lives. And if it's not memorable, then it doesn't. And I don't even know that I forgot it. And I didn't even consciously throw it away. It just, it just didn't, it just didn't, didn't make, you know, it didn't, it didn't survive. It just, but it wasn't, I never, I never make a conscious decision to give up on something. You know, I might be like, maybe the song isn't ready yet. Like I have a, I don't know, I have like, I've got a couple of like riffs, progressions that like i'm still just like hey maybe i'll find it maybe that'll find it's maybe it that's its day will come you know maybe it'll happen maybe you know and uh yeah i don't know i mean it's uh yeah i definitely take a long view with any (laughs) any really long and i you know i really i've i found a lot of inspiration you know from neil young about 
with that. He did, he kind of did the same thing. He would let shit sit and do versions of it, not follow through on it and then bring it back up and blah, blah, blah. And like he did that. There's that his, his career is kind of full of those kind of things, you know? So, you know, we, we still got the, uh, we still got a second half of 2023 coming up. You got the tour right now. You're doing this. What else is kind of in the plans uh, in the world of Lou Barlow the rest of the year? What else do you kind of have coming up? We should uh, keep an eye out for. Well, I guess Dinosaur Junior kind of started in the beginning of the year. It looked like Dino wasn't going to be real busy, you know. Um, and then, then they were like, "Oh no!" I think there was a, there was an expectation that Jay was going to release a solo record, but I, Jay wasn't. He was like, "He's not ready to release it," or so they started like filling up the calendar with more dinosaur junior dates. So I think after I finish this next, this little solo run, the next solo run, which is, which will go three or four weeks. Um, after that dinosaur junior has a tour with clutch and then, and then, uh, then I'll probably like make, do another sort of like round of trying to John Davis and I working to try to finish our work on our record and then Dinosaur Jr. has these date, these dates sort of celebrating the release of uh, Where You Been, the, it, which was not a record I played on, but there's going to be these these anniversary shows for that. So I'm right now I'm in the process of kind of learning a bunch of songs that I, I don't know and I'm not <laughs> familiar with from, from Where You Been, which is kind of interesting. And then uh, so the year will end out that way. You know, just uh, it'll end out with a couple like a round of shows in New York and uh, London. I, I was wondering that because I did know you were doing for the 30th anniversary. I did see you were playing uh, where you've been in its entirety. And I was wondering that because like it's weird because obviously you're out of the band for a good amount of time. But at the same time, I mean, you've been back in the band for so long that I was wondering if there were still songs that you haven't played from the dinosaur catalog from when you weren't oh, in the band. There's, there's a shitload of them. There's a ton. I mean, it's not just where you, I mean, there's like he I don't even what is there like th- there must be like four records there are quite a few records in between four for or sure. five records that i had nothing to do with that are you know pretty um that dinosaur junior fans love i mean but i think jay jay really uh he's pretty he's really particular like he really like, he's really particular about feel and i think that the band had a at some point he was just became the drummer of the band on the recording so he's really particular about murph capturing that stuff in the right way and um so i think this this where you've been thing is like a real it's kind of a it's a good it's a i think it's a good next chapter for us as far as like broadening the set sets that we play and you know and also like you know doing just paying paying respect to the real to the to the breadth of the catalog so so i'm kind of i kind of look forward to that you know nice nice and no, those are going to be those are going to be really good. Sh- and again, like that's what I love about this is that you can get a chance to obviously those dinosaur junior shows much bigger places than we're going to than what we're going to see you play like on these uh you know house shows. I love again, I love the range and the dynamic of that where it's like you can go see them one day, you know, play like Jamestown Skate Pros. Go see you play there, and then go see you play yeah. to thousands of people later on this year if uh if I'd like. You know, you can you can yeah. do both. Yeah. I like it. No, I love. I mean, it, it keeps me. I mean, it satisfies all my, it pushes all my buttons. That's for sure. <laughs> I I got one more question for you, which uh, really has little to do with anything. It's a, th- I've wondered it since the song came out though, but the get up kids, Lou Barlow, obviously you did that music video. I love it. Yeah. 
when when did you were you aware my question was because i wondered ever since that album came out were you aware of the song before they hit you up for the music video like when did you discover they wrote a song called lou barlow i heard about it i mean you know just through the grapevine kind of thing and then uh we happened to be playing sabato happened to be doing a show in manhattan the same day that uh get up kids were playing in brooklyn and they just kind of seized on that opportunity they're like well lou's in town in manhattan so let's do a video and the cool thing is they can't they came to me i was playing at the bowery ballroom and they came down to me and like had a whole little i they were like is it cool if you do this i'm like i'll do whatever the fuck you want (laughs) (laughs) put on a fucking clown wig i don't give a shit And they were like, yeah, we want you to be, you'd be trying to get into one of our shows. Is that cool? I'm like, fuck yeah. <laughs> I'd never really, I wasn't really familiar with the band, but I was like, great. I mean, I'm like, I just, I was really, of course, totally flattered that uh, they would ask. And then also, you know, very, I mean, I respect any band that fucking, I don't, I don't know, any band that's got a fucking audience that, that people care about. It's like, man, you, that takes work. So oh, for <laughs> like, sure. I, really, I absolutely totally respect it. And the fact that the guy, took the time to use my name in a song and, and pay respect to my music. It's like, fuck yeah, you know, I'll do that. Over the so. years, I mean, have you gotten any other name? Like, do you, does that happen often? I mean, does, does Lou Barlow get referenced or name checked in songs a lot? Or is that not something that happens a ton? It happens here and there. I mean, I just found out there's like this artist um, who did a painting called Weed Foreston, which is the name of the first oh, nice. cassette, that, the, the first cassette that I put out. <laughs> And she's an artist, and the picture it like made it to the New York Times. Like she, there was some oh, bit about her, the New York Times and the painting called Weed Forest. And I guess I guess it was this guy told me that this last night. So that's kind of cool. I mean, this stuff pops up, and like somebody, you know, titled a a book, like what after like use one of my lyrics for the title of a of a book, and then, uh, you know, it it doesn't happen often, but it does pop up. You know, like semi you know like every year or so something like that'll happen and i'm like oh that's cool you know just to know that like i'm part of somebody i mean it's kind of it's really cool when it's like i mean musically obviously that's oh yeah and there's some band actually yeah some band now called millie did a they did an ep of all my songs and i even like wrote out the they wanted they because they're on this they're on the same label that sebado is and i you know, so they contacted me and were like, oh, you know, can you hand write out all the titles of the songs and, and our names for the EP? And I'm like, sure, you know, like, great. Um, so, I mean, it, yeah, I guess it, I guess it happens, you know, it happens. It does. It happens. I can't, I can't, can't I can't deny it. <laughs> it does happen. It doesn't happen like a ton, but it, it, it definitely happens. And it's always, it's always a, I don't know. I, I, I you know, I kind of get off on it. It makes me happy. You know, I'm like, God, thank God. You know, I'm like, oh, it's cool. I'm waiting for the next music yeah. video you show up in in a clown suit. That's what I'm waiting for. <laughs> well, yeah, it's out there. I, like I said, I'm not. You know, I really don't. I, I'm. I, I have. I've. I have. Uh, I don't have a lot of boundaries. Put it that way. <laughs> Lou, I mean, it, it's, it truly has been an honor. Big, big fan of everything you do. I mean, let's, before I let you go, I mean, you want to tell us where we find you online, where we find your podcast, anything you have to plug, you know, plug, plug away. Where do we go find Lou Barlow now? Well, you just find, I mean, I guess Instagram, probably. That's kind of my primary thing, like Lou Barlow on Instagram with my little blue check mark. And, uh, and then, you know, through that, my profile there, you can like, you can link to the podcast, which has been really fun and 
Adele and I, you know, just doing these tours, we're finding people who listen to the podcast and, you know, it's like, they feel like they know us. It's fucking awesome. You know, it's like, um, and I'm doing tons of music for that. And then we have the thing called a sub stack, which is where I'm just putting all this kind of rare shit again and new songs. And it's all, all those links are, you know, you can kind of find it through my Instagram and my Facebook, my Facebook a little less because it's, I'm just not, it's not, Instagram is so immediate and image based. It really it suits me, you know. So, <laughs> um, but you know, that's yeah, you know, Instagram. Find them, find them there, and then also find them here yeah. in Jamestown, Monday, June twenty sixth. Yeah, come, yeah, come to, for God's sake! I mean, the, these shows are all really fun. they're they're funny too because I'll be like before the shows, you know, it'll be like a week before the show starts, and it'll be like, you know, God, there's only three tickets sold. And I'm like, oh man. <laughs> And then, you know, but then, you know, eventually it's like, oh, you know, oh, the 30 people showed up. Fantastic. You know, I mean, the ticket prices are, are they're not there. It's a, it's a, it's not cheap. You know, it's not five bucks. It's, it's 30 bucks to see me play, but I pour a lot into it and it's, it's kind of where I got to be. So I don't know. I, 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 you know, I hope that people who, you know, I, if it's a risk for somebody to spend that kind of money, that's, you know, that's a, whatever. <laughs> it's okay. Too, but <laughs> no, take the risk. That, that's fine. But if, if you know, if you, if you, uh, yeah, I mean, I just, I recommend it. I think the shows are pretty good. I have a good time. They're always, they're all different. And, you know, people, the people that come do shape the shows. Like if they want to see me play a, a song, I'll fucking play it. Plus, you would know because you've probably been to the most Lou Barlow shows as anyone else. I have, as a, as a the, my biggest fan myself. I, I, I think that's a real person, fact. I think I am. I'm the person most concerned and uh, obsessed with my career for sure. So, very um, nice. Very nice. Know, yeah, come to me, and I'll, I'll, you know. <laughs> again my best. too i mean again if you're listening on the radio show but if you're listening on the podcast again he's playing cleveland lansing chicago i think a couple more so you got you got a few more chances and then you got those dinosaur junior yeah, shows yep yeah, and then the dinosaur junior shows yeah everything everything i love it lou we appreciate this much i'm sure we're gonna play a few uh songs here after after uh, we're done here we'll play some uh, songs on the radio show for you but it's been my interview with lou barlow right here on the power chord hour <laughs> 